I start the show, I always say I've been working nights for 17 years. I never really say what it is I do. So lo and behold, here it is. I do tech support. I work in IT, which I don't understand. IT and tech. I'm not a tech guy at all. My partner in the household is the one who tells me what I need to know to do my job. And she does a great job at it because I've been doing this for 17 years and I get great evaluation every year and I get a pay raise every year and my bosses are happy, my clients are happy, everything is fine. I just don't understand what it is that I do. I'm the kind of guy that when I buy a car, it has to come with a handle to roll down the window because that button is really evil and needs to roll down. I'm that kind of guy. The thing is, I love my job. I don't understand the first thing about it, but I love my job. I love the people I work with. I love the clients. Well, yeah, I love the clients. All of the, yes, all of, the, all of them, boss. I love all my clients, I promise. There's this kid, been working with us for about three years, mid-twenties, what behind the years, always comes in late, always leaves before the end of his shift, calls in sick, or doesn't show up at all. Bitches and moans all the time. I don't feel like work. You don't need this. Bitches about the clients, about this, about that. Two weeks ago, gets up in front of the boss and says he wants to have a $6 an hour raise right now while he walks. And of course, once the laughter died down, they told him, dude, walk. And he did. Didn't even give two weeks notice. He walked. 
kid expected that after coming out of college in a field that everybody goes in, tech, computers, he expected right away to make $85,000 a year. Really, I mean, I understand millennials or Gen Z now. I'm sorry, I'm not really up to date. I'm Gen X. I'm really not up to date who's today's young generation are. But $85,000 a year coming right out of college? Dude, I've been doing this job 17 years. I have a house, two cars. My partner and I each have a car. Uh, we are careful with our money. We have two kids for whom we save so they can have a nice future. I don't make $85,000 a year, not even close. And I got to say, I'm happy. I love what I do. I love my job. And it provides me whatever I need. So that's my question today. Are you miserable at your job? And if so, is it the job? Is it the people you do it with, the people you do it for? Or is it working? And that that's a legitimate question. Don't roll your eyes. I know plenty of people Always say, I hate my job. Yeah, you've been saying that for four jobs in a row. I don't know. Maybe working is not your thing. Welcome after midnight. My name is Anthony from Montreal, Canada. I'm an night shift worker. I've been for the last 16 years, 17. I keep seeing 16. It's 17 years now because during the day I take care of my two kids who are both acutely autistic. It leaves me very little time to keep my sanity. In order to do it, I do this. Every episode, I play a set of songs related to one specific topic. This week, we're talking about work, and we open with Tom Rosenthal, British uh, singer-songwriter. I really like his song. He has this catchy little pop songs, always short, always to the point, sometimes really comedic. And this one was in 2015. I think it was his third or fourth album um, called Don't You Know How Busy and Important I Am. If you have a chance, check out the music video. I freaking adore it. It has no special effects or nothing special. It's just three workers dancing the boredom of their job away, and it's something to watch to behold. It's really British, in essence, which I love. I, I love absolutely everything that has to do with British television, British theater, music, art. I love it. Even though I'm Canadian and I reject the crown, I hate paying taxes to the Queen. What can I say? The guy has two daughters. Um, in 2020, his four-year-old daughter released a single online, which was a huge hit, which was called Dinosaur Love. Dinosaurs in Love. I'm sorry, it was the song. She was four years old and she composed the song and he put it on and it was a huge hit. You really need to look this up. Thank you so much for being back with me this episode. First two songs. Enjoy. <laughs> I hear something saying Well, don't you know That's the sound of the men Working on the chain Gang That's the sound of the men Working on the chain Gang, all day long they're saying Well, don't you know That's the sound of the men Working on the chain 
game That's the sound of the men Working on the chain game All day long they work so hard Till the sun is going down Working on the highways and byways And wearing, wearing a frown You hear them moaning their lives away Then you hear somebody say That's the sound of the men Working on the chain gang That's the sound of the men Working on the chain gang Can't you hear them saying mm, I'm going home one of these days I'm going home see my woman Whom I love so dear But meanwhile I've got to work right here That's the sound of the men Working on the chain Gang That's the sound of the men Working on the chain Gang All day long they're saying My work is so hard, give me water, I'm thirsty, my, my work is so hard, my, 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 work is so hard. SpongeBob, the remote control's broken. Get over here and fix it. I got a better idea. Why don't I call someone whose job it is to fix it? You know why? Because when I need a job done, I get someone with a job to do that job! What are you saying? Hmm. Yeah. Enough, and you get money if you keep punching your time hard enough Maybe you 
hate it, maybe you love it. But if you hate it, all you gotta do is get mad and take the ball through. Take the job and shove it. Spaces or get thrown down in the basement, get to sleep or confiscated. You constantly waiting for a paycheck. Twelve months pass by and you still ain't get paid yet. Here's an optimistic motto: If you ever late for today, you can say you earn it for tomorrow. Most nine to fives are hard 'cause the description of the job ain't no picnic in the park. People get hired, drink coffee to stay wired so they don't get tired, sleep late and get fired. You came in late. up my sleeve every time somebody does one of those who's the best villain of all time and i always go bill lomberg office space 1999 movie by mike judge if you've never seen it stop everything you're doing except listening to my podcast and don't watch office space hell contact me i'll watch it with you i haven't watched office space in eons i need to watch it again right freaking now the song is called shuff this j-o-b it's by cannabis and bismarcky which came out the year that office space came out i think it was made for the movie but it's not the original song it's a cover of a country song from 1977 by david allen cole called Take This Job and Shove It. If you want to hear the original, I recommend strongly go on YouTube, search for Office Space Super Friends. You're going to see a clip of the Super Friends, you know, the Justice League show from 1970s, really crappy show, but it was so good. Saturday morning show that I used to watch. Anyway, and you have um, dialogue from Office Space onto these scenes from the, uh, the Super Friends. And then at the end, you have the song Take This Job and Shove It. The original one is really, really cool. It fits so much with that clip. You have to watch it. Just really stop listening to the podcast and go watch that and go and watch it on a loop, on a loop, on a loop. Before that, an absolute classic from Sam Cooke. And I know I, I like to say I don't play top 40 songs in this, and this is one of the greatest classics of all time. But um, I, I've noticed recently that people don't really know who Sam Cooke is. I've been talking about this uh, ever since uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out. And there's a scene where Chris Pratt talks about, you know, Sam Cooke, one of the greatest recordings of all time. And people are like, no, it's not. Do you even know what he did, who he was, how much he influenced 
music business. I think personally, and a lot of people agree with me that Sam Cooke, probably one of the top five most influential recording artists of all time. If you didn't know that song, please take the time to look up Sam Cooke, listen to a lot of songs. You're going to say, I heard that from somebody else. Yes, yes. Most of his work has been covered time and time and time and time again by other artists. That's how big he is. That's how good he is. So if you don't know Sam Cooke, I'm not kidding. Drop everything and go discover who he is. If you did, well, you're welcome. You've listened to one of your favorite songs yet again. I um, I made a group of friends recently. I used to have the podcast posse come onto the show, and then things happen. I turned into an asshole for some time. Podcast posse is no more. I am so sorry. But a group of friends decided that, yeah, they do like recording with me, and let's do it again. And I called them After Midnight Social Club. On the Social Club this week, Book of Lies podcast, Sunny and Brandy. Yeah, I, I want to talk about work. I know that, Brandy, you're, you're writing, right? You do, um, you do freelance yeah. writing. And yes. Sunny, um, Sunny, you, you, you have a chicken coop at home. <laughs> it's really nice, though. I, I built something like that. I got the idea from you. I built something for my cat. I built a nice. catio so my, my cats can go out the window and going like kind of a chicken coop but it can go outside so i got the idea from you but uh, if somebody comes up to you and and says the usual stupid question what do you do mm-hmm. how do you how do you identify to that do you go with i'm a freelance writer or i'm a mom yeah. or none of your i business? just say i'm a writer oh nice so writer so you you, you kind of yeah not blur the line but i write books and then i also write articles for websites and so, yeah, just writer. When you say books, you mean uh, fiction or? Yes, fiction. Nice. So and you're published on, on Amazon or published? published or? Yeah, on Amazon. <laughs> I'm working on um, a true crime book. Of course. That, that nobody is cooperating with me and talking to me about, of course. Because That's a this, good sign, though. That it, means you're onto involves, something. You know, some bullshit. But, yeah. <laughs> that means you're on to them if they don't want to talk to you you're on the right path and right. and uh, and sunny how, how do you identify if someone tells you what do you do what do you do i say i'm in sales i'll say you know i'm a, i am a sales manager so um i sell sauce i sell you know software as a service i sell like a virtual inspection platform but then I'll also say, you know, I own my own dog biscuit business because that's what I do. I make dog biscuits and I sell them to people and I've created a whole brand and website and all that stuff. But I'll just, you know, emphasize sales. I'm in sales because I am. <laughs> I, I would have gone with entrepreneur for your, for your biscuits. That too. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I have to learn to really embrace that. And um, I guess... I'm just like, oh, well, I also own a business, but saying I'm an entrepreneur, that's smart. I could say that, or I could say, you know, I'm a, a business owner, or I'm the CEO of Beauty's Biscuits. That or... sounds really nice. That sounds cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it is true. It's not lying. It is true. I definitely downplay my success, and I need to embrace it. <laughs> I, I need to submit you two to a quiz to see which one of you knows about work 
the most. So um, I'm going to ask you six questions. Whoever gets the most gets the win. And I'm going to give you um, what people do, describe to you what people do, and you need to tell me what it's called, what the profession is called. Ooh, okay. All right. All right. First one, someone who sells fruit and vegetables on the street. A fruit stand worker? <laughs> Fruitier? Fruitier? <laughs> uh, um, a farmer's market worker? <laughs> Good guesses. See, that's not that easy. It's called a costermonger. Monger, a costermonger. A, costermonger. Monger as in someone who provides, who sells, who, you know, uh -huh. who spreads and custer from a uh, type of apple. So, <laughs> so that's zero everywhere. <laughs> a female employee who teaches children within the family's home. But in contrast to a nanny or a babysitter, she concentrates on teaching the children. Would you Not an au pair. I, that's what I was thinking, an au pair or a tutor. Maybe. <laughs> good guess. Very good guess. But she lives in. The tutor does not live with them. She lives with them. It's She's a live-in tutor. <laughs> uh, um, a, a governess. A governess. Nice. Good answer, Brandy, for the win on this one. Darn it. Uh -huh. Right. One zero. Next, person engaged in the entire process of wine production from the selection of grapes to the bottling of finished wine. A vintner. Oh, my a God. Maker. Oh, my God, a vintner. How do you know that? Oh, you're in California, right? Okay. <laughs> I love wine. <laughs> I, worked, I, I had a little wine business for like half a second. <laughs> okay, then. So that was Brandy, too. So that's, that's two and zero, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Not saying anything, Sonny. Just saying, all right, <laughs> next one. Someone who makes or sells candles or soap. A candle maker. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's, you would think, right? Candle maker, wax, a wax worker. Hang on, um, hang on, hang on. Um, oh, um, artisan, a, a, a soap artisan. <laughs> that's a good guess. Artisan <laughs> is a little bit wide, though, because I used okay. to make jewelry and I'm an artisan. So okay, it's called a chandler. Ah, chandler. From, yes, from the French word chandelle. Chandler Bing. Chandelier. Candle. Exactly. Thank you. So that's uh, that's a big zero there. Still 2-0. Oh, <laughs> Someone. Don't worry. I'm up to come in and win. Hang on. Oh, you're going to come. You have three more chances to come back. <laughs> Someone who makes arrows. Arrows? That's yes. the person in the artillery. In the artillery. He's a, um the guy that the hits the hammer. The, um, the, the, the smith. Blacksmith. <laughs> No, not he makes the swords. Blacksmith makes the swords. <laughs> Good guess, though. Makes <laughs> arrows. Um, uh, Archer. You're on the right path. You're on the right path, <laughs> just not the right language. It's a Fletcher from the French a word fleshy. Oh, okay. Fletcher. Still too old for Brandy. Two more chances, Sonny, to get back. A person who sells small, commonly used items of clothing via retail, which can include ribbons and buttons or accessories, such as hats and gloves. I feel like it's a French word, because I, I see the theme here. Absolutely <laughs> not. Surprisingly enough, no. It's not. It's um, not a seamstress. Oh my god, I this is on the tip of my tongue. Um, I know what it is. 
There was one in, in Kingsman, I think. Yes. Yes. Um, I can't think of the name, but I, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at where he works. <laughs> I just can't name Sorry, him. Brandy. You've timed out. Go ahead. Give her the zero, Anthony. Go ahead. Give it to her. Wow. Sonny, you want to give it a try? I want to say it's the artillery manager. I don't know. I no. Don't know. You weren't that far off. I thought you were going to say it. Haberdasher. Sorry. Haberdasher. Yes. Oh, God damn it. It's a haberdasher. I knew that. All right. Well, uh, Sonny, you're going to have to save face and make a point somewhere. Last one. Okay. Okay. A wine steward. Sommelier. Sommelier. <laughs> well, there you go. Sonny, I am so sorry. <laughs> Brandy is the champion of professions. Thank you so much, both of you. Very well, she's much always going to be my phone a friend, so I'm just going to say that right there. <laughs> well, next time we'll do that. You can call whoever you want. <laughs> Thank you.
restless face is no longer mine. I rest my feet while the world's in heat, and I wish that you could do the same. Blue collar. No! I've got to go to work! Jen, it's your duty to take the day off work. No, it's your destiny. Destiny? He's on a roll. Calling in sick is like a necessary part of the evolutionary process. What are you talking about? Where would the human race be without the sick day? We'd still be living in trees, eating bananas and fish and things. We're humans because millions of years ago, some ape took a day off and invented tools. That ape decided, I'm not going into the tree today. I'm going to go build a small car out of rocks or maybe teach a cow to give me some milk. Next thing you know, we're golfing on the moon, which further illustrates my point because, like, even at the point where the astronauts were pulling this mad historical move, they recognized the opportunity for goofing off. It's like, one small step for man. Dude, let's spin a few donuts in my moon buggy. The sick day isn't just a fun thing to do. It's a fundamental right of every man, woman, and child. Where's Jen? She left a couple minutes ago. Bummer. Good speech, though. Finding 
Did you not hear? No. Yeah, I got fired big time. From the school? Yeah, from the school, not from Nick Cannon, you know, so. It's going to be weird not to be Coach Steve anymore. <laughs> I guess now I'm just Coach. Demolition back breaking, coffee's on the go. No time for eggs and bacon. No hipster in this pose, swing a slut show who's faking. Hard labor built this nation, not the markets you forsaken with the working population. Layered in the cold, working hard for job creation. Try to break us down, but we're patient. Waiting, anticipating, tired of anticipation. Not taking what you're baiting, no reserve for debations. Make another reservation. No work, no food, no time for contemplation. This is for my dead generation. Singing. Hard labor and a rap did that. And Brooklyn put me up a 
guarantee I brought it back, yeah Hard labor and a rap did that And Brooklyn put me up, I guarantee I brought it back Overtime hours, I miss the kids I know the dirt works pain, not picking up bids Gotta cross these borders, conquest is biz Cause you roll a lot of pop, but it's written for little kids The ones we're with, they don't talk about dead While we're done and we're doing it while we pop these lids If our kids are cold and hungry, we burn these cribs There's a firestorm coming and you ain't seen this So tie that bib, give your ass a kiss Cause you don't know what you got Till it's something you miss We're non-stop from the port to the block Keep our eyes on the clock Tick tock, tick tock Hard labor and a rap did that And Brooklyn put me up I guarantee I brought it back, yeah Hard labor and a rap did that And Brooklyn put me up I guarantee I brought it back Riding on this rainbow, never find an end though Falling through the ice, man, I'm arms with my friends So dreamers got a dream, you will never get that We've been working so hard, we'll never find our way back We're hay in the needle, pile your needles in the haystack Let a match on the big screen, we could bring that HD I don't really care if our passion's in debate Cause words are easy, actions are harder Easy locking doors, harder bending bars Now time to get what's ours So I call up wrench man, messing with the dub plate Find me down in Brooklyn, cooking up a mixtape Hard labor and a rap did that And Brooklyn put me up, I guarantee I brought it back, yeah Hard labor and a rap did that And Brooklyn put me up, I guarantee I brought it back Hard labor and a rap did that And Brooklyn put me up, I guarantee I brought it back, yeah Hard labor and a rap did that And Brooklyn put me up, I guarantee I brought it back Hard labor and a rap did that And Brooklyn put me up, I guarantee I brought it back, yeah Hard labor and a rap did that And Brooklyn put me up, I guarantee I brought it back he calls himself Liquid LTD. Real name is Steve Hawley. He was one of the founding members of Brand Van 3000. Name might be familiar to you if you're not sure. Look up songs drinking in LA and everywhere. Huge planetary hits in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And they're from Montreal. He's been doing a lot of stuff on his own ever since Brand Van 3000, like Jail, uh, as in The Place and not uh, the name of an album. And uh, this song you just heard is a collaboration with an artist named Wrench, who's part of a band named Gangster Grass, whom I know nothing about. Welcome to After Midnight, the leading music podcast on the internet. Anyway, the song is called Hard Labor. I, I'm not really a huge fan of rap and hip-hop because uh, I'm the whitest French boy in Quebec. I was raised on Christian music. I know nothing about rap and... I, don't have really any inclination towards it, but I love this song almost as much as I love the previous one you just heard on this show, Shop This J-O-B. So yes, for a guy who doesn't really like rap playing two hip-hop songs in the same episode, says a lot about those songs. Before that, another Canadian band from Manitoba this time, The Weaker Dens, four guys who used to be part of different punk rock bands, decided they wanted to do something else, but still wanted to do music. When they met, they decided to form a band did four albums called Weaker Dance. This one is the fourth one called Reunion Tour in 2007. To me, it's the best. It's my favorite of theirs. There's something about this song that picks me up. Every time I have a guest on the show, I always ask them for a song that will perk them up, pick them up, help them, you know, get the dark clouds out of the way. To me, even though this song, the lyrics aren't necessarily uppity, it picks me up. 
if I had to do a playlist of 10 songs that pick me up, this one would be among them for sure. It's called Civil Twilight from 2007, The Weekend Ends. Before that, one of the T-H-E, capital letters, Canadian bands, Backman Turner Overdrive from their debut album in 1973. I say their debut, it's their debut album under the name Backman Turner Overdrive. After Randy Backman left the Guess Who, he formed a band called Brave Belt with C.F. Turner, who did some underground stuff, and then when they were ready to really launch mainstream, they changed their name to Backman Turner Overdrive, and this was the first album under that name. Originally, the album was supposed to be called Brave Belt 3. That tells you where they were. The thing is, there is no chart topper on that album. Not even this one you just heard. It's the lead single, Blue Collar, reached number 68 on Billboard. Yet, yet, the album was certified gold later. On the strength of the further two albums they released, which were such huge sellers, that people went back and listened to this one and bought this one as well. So it's uh, it's certified gold because of the next two, but to me because of this song. I'm not a huge, huge fan of their style, but I do like the band and I do like Blue Collar very much. Not a pick-me-up song, but it's smooth. It's the kind of music I like to listen to when I'm working. It, it's mellow. It's 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 got a nice groove. Thank you so much for being back with me again this time. Thank you to the After Midnight Social Club. Hopefully, you will hear more of them. In the meantime, another Canadian band. Yes, yes, and you're going to like it. They're called the Tragically Hip. For some reason, they're huge here. I mean, they're one of the biggest bands. They were one of the biggest bands here in Canada, but just across the border and nobody knows who the hip are. Their lead singer, Gordon Downey, uh, died a few years ago from a uh, brain tumor. If you have a chance, look up their last concert on YouTube. When it was announced that Gord had inoperable brain tumor, the band came together for him so he could get a chance to properly say goodbye to his fans. So they did a series of short concerts. And the last one is as heartbreaking as is it heartwarming. You could see that he had problems remembering the lyrics. He had a, a screen to help him. And the audience was helping him, was singing with him to help him, to support him through his last public performance. And it's just gut-wrenching. It's so fucking beautiful to watch. You have to look it up. In the meantime, this is from 2000 from the album Music at Work, which was quote-unquote leaked online. I mean, you have to remember that back in 2000, bands didn't really release their music online. They were still trying to sell hard copies. And then a few years later, Bowie opened the gates, releasing his album just online. And then Radiohead did the same thing. You could pay whatever you want, 25 cents if you want for their album. And the hip kind of pioneered that, apparently by mistake. There's still a bit of a debate here if the leak was intentional or not, but it's one of the first bands to do that, to quote-unquote leak their album online. It was in June 2000. The song is called, like the album, Music at Work, one of the best pieces, I think, from the hip. Please enjoy Tragically Hip. Come back next time. Goodbye.
everything is bleak It's the middle of the night You're all alone and the dummies might be right Outside the darkness lurks The music can't work My music can't work All the time you burn My music can't work The middle of the earth My music can't work Without the desert My music can't work Anthony, kiss Mama goodbye. Anthony, will you kiss your mother goodbye?